What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week seven running back rankings. So going through my top 36 RBs, also splitting these players up into tiers. And just a fair warning right at the beginning here, the running back position this week is very, very rough. This is by far the thinnest week um, for the running back position since I've been doing these uh, rankings this season. We got six teams on by, so it really starts to get pretty ugly once you get outside, maybe like the top 15-ish running backs. So, you know, you might be in a tough spot. Other people are probably going to be in a similar predicament. So just wanted to throw that out there. I'll also have my top 36 wide receivers out today also. So check those out if you are interested. But let's just dive right into it. And we're going to start off in tier one. These are just the players you have locked into your starting lineup. Going to go Kenneth Walker at number one. Fantastic matchup against the Cardinals. Austin Eckler going up against the Chiefs. Um, he's going to have a nice workload. We like that receiving upside. Josh Jacobs going up against the Bears. Decent matchup there. A guy who's going to have a ton of work. Raheem Mostert going up against the Eagles. Not really a great matchup for Mostert. But with Achan out and then you have Ahmed and Jeff Wilson, like I don't know if either of those guys are really going to firmly like establish that 1B position in that committee that we saw earlier on with Achan and Raheem Mostert. So if you're going to give him the majority of the touches in this backfield, even in a bad matchup, I think he's a great play. Then we have DeAndre Swift continues to produce. I think this uh, Eagles-Dolphins game could be a shootout. Travis Etienne, really strong workload. We'll see what uh, T-Law's availability will look like, but either way, I think he's a really nice play. Bijan Robinson, somewhat of a tough matchup this week against the Bucks. Hasn't necessarily been lighting it up over the last few weeks, but I'm not super concerned long-term. Saquon Barkley, good to have him back playing after his uh, ankle injury. And then we have Christian McCaffrey, Obviously, the only reason why he's at the bottom of this tier is because of his oblique injury. Seems like it's a toss-up whether or not he plays Monday. The tough thing is that you may be in a spot where you have him in your lineup, but you don't actually know if he's able to go. So hopefully you can pick up like an Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason. Even if they're not getting a huge workload, you could have Christian McCaffrey in that spot. If he doesn't give it a go, you just take the L, you pivot to one of those other options who are probably going to be in a committee in that backfield, but that is why he's going to be lower than normal. Now shifting into tier two, this is going to be a four-man tier. We're going to have Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, Jameer Gibbs, and Isaiah Pacheco. So for Aaron Jones, I think this is a good spot for him. Coming off the bye week, he should be you know, as close to 100% as he's been this season. Great matchup against the Broncos. So I like Aaron Jones as like a back-end RB1 this week. Then we have Alvin Kamara. Now it's possible we get Jamal Williams back for this game. I do have him in these rankings, but I would expect that he's probably going to make his return in week eight. And even if he does play in this game, it's probably going to be on a somewhat limited basis. So I still think Alvin Kamara is going to have a pretty solid role here on Thursday Night Football. And then we have Jameer Gibbs. And I understand that Jameer Gibbs has been disappointing to start off the season, but this just feels like a smash spot to play him with the bye weeks. If you draft the Jameer Gibbs, this is where you want him in your lineup. It seems very, very unlikely that David Montgomery plays. And then Craig Reynolds, the guy who could be kind of filling into the you know, neutered version of the David Montgomery role. He's now missing practices. So even though Jameer Gibbs is banged up, if he's able to give it a go, I feel like he has to be a lock in your lineup. We saw the first game without David Montgomery. He saw 19 opportunities. So it's not like they weren't willing to give him a solid workload when Montgomery was out. So I like him this week as a uh, fringe RB1. And then the final guy in this tier, Isaiah Pacheco, just carved out a nice role on this Chiefs offense. 
in a thin week at the running back position. I feel like he's right in there, you know, in that RB1 territory, high-end RB2 range. Now, moving into Tier 3, I feel like this is probably the last tier before it starts to get really rough. We're going to have Brian Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, and Ramondre Stevenson. So not a great run here for Brian Robinson, but he's still leading this backfield. Should be a decent game script here against the Giants. For Jonathan Taylor, tough guy to rank. We saw his first game back. Zach Moss just dominated the opportunities. Then in the uh, second game back last week, it was pretty much like a 50-50 split. I'm guessing they're going to continue to get JT more and more opportunities. So I expect him to kind of take the opportunity lead here in week seven. He does draw a really tough matchup here against the Browns. So that factored in with like the uncertainty of his role is why maybe he's a little bit lower than people would expect. But I think this is a fair spot for him this week. And then Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre was looking like he was trending definitely in the wrong direction in week uh, five. He was pretty much in a 50-50 split with Ezekiel Elliott. Definitely not a great sign. He saw his usage jump back up in week six, which was nice to see. He was super involved as a pass catcher. Tough matchup against the Bills, but in a thin week at the running back position, I think he's a nice mid-tier RB2. And then this is where we start to feel a little bit rough. So tier four, we're going to have Roshan Johnson, James Cook, Javante Williams, and Alexander Madison. So for Roshan Johnson here, I expect him to lead this Bears backfield, Khalil Herbert on IR. We saw Deonta Foreman and uh, Darrington Evans kind of take over the committee work for the Bears last week. I expect Roshan to come in. I think he'll be the clear RB1. I mean, they had, I believe Darrington Evans was on the practice squad. And then you have Deonta Foreman, who was a healthy scratch ever since week one prior to last week. So Roshan should be that RB1. He has a three down skill set. He can catch passes. I am a little bit worried about this Bears offense in general, though. Like this could be a really gross game. You got no Justin Fields. You could be without Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's my concern with Roshan Johnson. If Fields was healthy, he'd probably be in tier three, but that's just not where we're at at this point. Then we have James Cook, someone who's kind of slipping over the past two weeks. He was pretty much in a even 50-50 split with Latavius Murray last week. Not a great sign. This is probably a solid game script where they should go ahead, could be running it out later on. I still prefer him over Latavius Murray because we have other weeks where he had the better role, but definitely not a great sign at this point for James Cook. Um, Alexander Madison logged great usage last week, 20 plus opportunities. He just didn't really do much with it, and now he draws a really, really tough matchup here against the 49ers. Didn't love the way the Vikings offense looked against a very weak Bears defense, um, you know, without Justin Jefferson. So now you have that same offense with no Jefferson going up against the 49ers. Could be rough. And then kind of a similar spot here with Rashad White, a guy who's getting a decent amount of opportunities. His snaps look good. His raw participation is strong. The efficiency's not there, and even though he's running a lot of routes, it hasn't translated to a lot of receiving work. So Rashad White, like back-end RB2 this week. Now Tier 5 starts to get even worse here. We're going to go Gus Edwards, Jerome Ford, Jalen Warren, Latavius Murray, Kareem Hunt, Zach Moss, Najee Harris, and Jeff Wilson. So pretty much all of these guys are in you know committees or the RB2s. Guys like Gus Edwards, uh, Jerome Ford, they're going to be leading their committees, but still splitting touches. Jalen Warren, I guess, you know, him and Najee, pretty close to a 50-50 split when you factor in Jalen Warren's receiving work. Latavius Murray may be getting slept on this week. If you're super desperate, I don't think it's crazy to play him. With Damian Harris out, and then a 50-50 split last week, like Latavius Murray could end up having a decent game, especially if they continue to go for him on the goal line or like near the end zone. He could have some touchdown upside. Kareem Hunt 
kind of like that 1B in the uh, Jerome Ford split there for the Browns. Zach Moss, like I said with JT, I'm expecting uh, JT to kind of take the lead there. If you think it's still going to be a split, maybe you think Zach Moss should be higher. Najee, super disappointing for fantasy so far. Decent workload on the ground, but no efficiency and no touchdown upside. Jeff Wilson is a tough guy to rank because I believe he was a full participant in practice this week, so he probably will be able to give it a go here in week seven. But is he just going to come in and immediately take over, you know, like that 1B role in the committee for the Dolphins? We know Mike McDaniel wants to have some sort of split, but is he just going to step right into it? Who knows? If he does, he could be undervalued at this spot, but it's just very up in the air. Um, I've talked about this a few different times, but I'm really not super concerned about Jeff Wilson coming in and like taking away a ton of volume from Raheem Mostert and Devon A-Chain. I feel like both of those guys have proven to be top options. So I think Wilson's going to come in. He's going to take some opportunities, but I don't feel like he's going to totally ruin the value of Raheem Mostert or Devon A-Chain. And when A-Chain gets back, I think I said A-Chain, when A-Chain gets back, I expect it to just be those two. I don't think Jeff Wilson is going to turn this into like a three-man committee. Just doesn't seem super likely to me. And then shifting into tier six, the final tier here, we're going to start it off with Jamal Williams. Like I said, not sure if he's actually going to play in this game. If he does, he's probably going to be somewhat limited. I think Jamal Williams will have some more value later on in the season when this really does kind of turn into a somewhat of a committee here with Alvin Kamara. Then we have Jaleel McLaughlin here. He's my second Broncos running back in this video. I think I accidentally skipped over Javante Williams. He's in tier four. Um, right before Alexander Madison, my RB19, solid matchup against the Packers. I expect him to be their lead back, but then I think McLaughlin's going to be the RB2. We pretty much saw Samaj P. Ryan only take the two-minute drill snaps, so he could be getting phased out of this offense. Obviously, you don't really love starting like the second running back on a tough offense, but getting into the mid-tier RB3s, six bye weeks, it is what it is. Uh, we have Keontae Ingram next. He was the leader in terms of opportunities last week in this Cardinals backfield, but we saw DeMarcado lead in snaps, and then we also saw Damian Williams getting involved. So who knows how it shakes out. If I had to play one of those Cardinals, it would be Keontae Ingram, but the usage could just be totally flipped up um, just a week later. Craig Reynolds, not sure if he's actually going to suit up for this game. It's possible he's going to be out leaving just potentially Jameer Gibbs and then a bunch of randos from like the practice squad or guys they're pulling in last second. So if he does play, he'll probably be a little bit higher, just potentially being able to get like a smaller version of that Montgomery role, but not feeling great about him. Then we have Zach Evans. And I don't know how you guys are feeling about this Rams running back room. I think some people think Evans is just going to come in, get a pretty solid workload because he's been the guy who's been there. For me, I'd really want to avoid this running back room. They've brought in a ton of guys. You got Darrell Henderson coming in, Gaskin. Um, I think there's one more dude, another veteran, maybe Royce Freeman. I think they brought him in. And I think Sean McVay even came out and said that he wouldn't really expect like Zach Evans to have that locked in starter role. So I feel like you run the risk of expecting him to have solid production. And then he just goes out, gets like five carries and puts up pretty much nothing in your lineup. So if I had to play one of these running backs, it probably would be Evans but I would strongly advise against it if you you know, have the opportunity to not play him. And then to wrap it up with two RB2s on their teams, Tyler Algier, AJ Dillon should get some work, but obviously not players we're super excited about. So that's going to wrap it up for my top 36 running backs. Like I said, it fell off pretty quickly. You know, the back half of these running backs are not exactly feeling great in your lineups, but 
It is what it is. Six bye weeks is tough. Hopefully you guys are able to get through it, win your matchups this week. If you guys did enjoy the video, hit that like button. It helps me out a lot. Uh, but that's all we have for today. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.